You are valuable. You do have purpose. You are not what they said you were. Prosperity will find you. You are successful. You are beautiful. Your past does not define you. The moment you decide to look outside of yourself for value is the moment you give your rights away to be authentically you. Your value is not in what your mother thinks of you, what your father thinks of you, what your family and friends think of you. Your value is what you think of yourself. That is the secret to authentically loving and being you. Welcome to Soul Food with Sadie. It's time to feed your soul, uplifting others through inspiration, motivation, and edifying the soul so we can be the best version of ourselves. Here's your host, Sadie Evans. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in to Soul Food with Sadie. We're going to keep this fire going for season two. I have a very special guest, Mark Delaney, who is a purpose and life mentor, someone that can help you find your purpose on this journey called life. How are you, Mark? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I hope to have more conversation with you that helps your listeners. Yes, yes. Can you tell us about who you are? Um, basically, my wife and I are on, are, on, are on a simple mission, and that is to help people finish one sentence. And that is simply, my purpose is. That is what our mission is, is to help people finish that one sentence. Because we all want to have purpose deep down, even from the youngest of ages. We feel like our life is supposed to count for something. And life has a way of telling all of us, yeah, that was just a childhood thing. You don't, you don't get to have purpose anymore. And so we are helping people restore their purpose and be able to look in the mirror and look in their world and simply finish the sentence, my purpose is. So that is the passionate pursuit of our life. My purpose is. And sometimes people go through life and never really can answer that question. I think all of us do crazy things when we feel like we can't answer that. Life gets desperate. Absolutely. I believe that there's no fulfillment when you can't, it's like spinning the wheel over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get to where you are today? You know, I was a teacher for many years and just over four years ago, um, I left teaching, but probably in the two years prior to me leaving teaching, I felt a burden. There was more that I, I needed to give more that I wanted to give, but it felt like my life was trapped in a cage. The room of my classroom was getting smaller. The ceiling was on top of my head. And I I felt like um, the best way I could describe it is about a year before I left teaching, I was at a zoo for some reason. I don't recall if it was a school field trip or with family, but I was at a zoo and there was this caged enclosure about the size of a really big living room with a high ceiling. And in the middle of that cage was this little tree in the middle that spread out and filled most of that area. Mm -hmm. I looked around, I didn't see anything in this cage. And so I did what I hate to do, which is read anything at a zoo. And I read the placard and it said some kind of eagle. And I immediately thought, wait, like there's no room in here. How can there be an eagle in this area where there's no space. It's just mm-hmm. a tree and a fence. And I found myself having a conversation with that eagle in my mind. And I think it lasted for about a year because that eagle to me looked just like my life. Yes. It was safe. They brought it food. <laughs> so the needs were met and people stopped every now and then and said, look, mommy, it's an eagle. Isn't that cool? Mm. And I felt like that is the life that I had built for myself. But the question that I wanted to ask the eagle that was sitting on that branch was this. What is it like to never use your wings? Is that okay with you? And I felt like I was living a life where the only thing that mattered was security and safety. 
even though my wings were these things that were growing dead on my from my shoulders and I still remember the day it was it was two years of wrestling with that that thought of I'm in a cage and am I going to use these wings and I was reading a book I remember exactly where I was I was on a treadmill at the gym and I was reading a book called Chase the Lion in the first line of the book it's not even chapter one it's the preamble or whatever that's called it says something just like this stop living as if the goal of life is to arrive at death safely and in that moment i decided tomorrow when i go to school i am telling them this is my last year and i just did it and mm -hmm. i don't recommend to people i don't i don't recommend to people hey go make drastic decisions in your life but I do totally recommend that we all make bold decisions with our life. And I think I had, I had stayed in my cage long enough and just built my little safety nest of comfort where mm. all that mattered was comfort. Mm. I don't think for me, there was going to be a, a neat way of me breaking out other than just breaking out. And so the next day I told them, I'm, this is my last year. I'm done. I don't know what I'm going to do or how I'm going to do it, but there's something in me that I must give the world. And as long as I stay in this cage, it's not going to happen. That whole thing was powerful. I just want to thank you for having that conversation with that ego. I want to <laughs> thank you for reading that book because it made me realize that comfortability can keep us stuck. Yes. What does it feel like to never use your wings? I want you guys to ponder on that question. Although we're not a bird, although we're not an eagle, what does it feel like to never, ever use the purpose that's within you? What does it feel like to never fulfill that? Stop living as if the goal of life is to arrive at death safely. That, that, oh, that is a whole word because some of us, we do a lot. The graveyard is full of people that did that. They died yes. and never fulfilled their yes. purpose. They never used their wings. I want you to kind of break down what purpose means. So, because sometimes purpose means different things for individuals. Can you yeah. break it down to educate the listeners on what it means? Yeah. First, you, you just inspired me with what you said. And I just have to say this, that imagine a human being living in whatever the field of their life is, whatever they're doing, wherever they live, imagine proclaiming to everyone in your world, I'm going to protect myself. Instead mm -hmm. of saying, I'm going to inspire all of you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to help you. I'm, I'm going to motivate you. Imagine instead of, instead of saying to the world, I'm going to use my gift for you. Instead, we say, I'm just going to protect myself from you. Mm. I think purpose, if I were to summarize in one story, I was sitting at a table at a really great place to have a conversation, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> and I was talking to a young man that's about 25 years old. He invited me to come to this lunch. He said, I want you to talk to my little brother. His little brother was about 15. He, at the time, was living in a boy's home because he had gotten in big trouble. And so this kid's been through a lot, which let me just say something. Human beings who have been through a lot have been, they have an advantage in life. People who have been through a lot have a great advantage. They got to change how they think about it, but they have an advantage. So he, this 15-year-old looks at me with this curious look and he says, how does someone know what they're supposed to do? And he was talking about purpose. How do you... How do you find it? And he was looking around this room metaphorically like the world, there's so much everywhere. How do I know what I'm supposed to do? And I said, I told him, I said, you know, if you're looking in the wrong place, you'll never find it. But if you look in the right place, it's easy to find. There's a, a great song that asks one of life's uh, most philosophical questions. Kermit the Frog one day sang, why are there so many songs about rainbows and what's on the other side? And I said, can I tell you what I, what I think the answer to that question is? I told this young man, I said, it's because everyone is looking for their thing, whether it's their destiny, their legacy, their purpose, their meaning, their, 
like there's supposed to be something I get in life that is my aha mm -hmm. moment, my that the whole world sees, look what I did. And I said, everyone's looking for that. And according to the myth that the end of the rainbow is the pot of gold. So then life is the constant search for some rainbow and then somehow get to the other side and get the great result of it. Mm. And I told him, I said, this is how humans tend to look at our life. And when we look at life this way, life is nothing but a frustrating search. I told him, I said, listen, Purpose is not something outside of you. It's something inside of you. Mm. And if you look inside of you, it's easy to find. And I said, I'm going to play this song for you. And I pulled up on my phone, the Rainbow Connection song by Kermit the Frog. Mm. And I said, I bet by the time this song is over, you can know your purpose. And I put it in front of him and I began to talk to his brother. And I just watched him out of the corner of my eye as he just put a pen to his face and was pondering and thinking. And then I have my my purpose mastermind booklet, the program I take people through. It was my personal copy. And about two minutes in, he grabbed my copy and grabbed my pen. And near the back of the book, there's this blank. It says, my purpose is, and there's a blank. And he wrote his purpose on that blank in my book. Mm -hmm. But I love it because it inspires me that this 15-year-old was able to so clearly understand and see the purpose that he has in this world and it's powerful yeah. so i just simply have to say in terms of purpose it feels like this question that frankly most people are afraid to ask mm -hmm. because we don't think there's an answer that we can find and it's so complex but if we look at it the right way purpose is so simple but it's so powerful Yes. And we can stop the search. We can stop searching for a rainbow. And somehow, where's the pot of gold that it's supposed to bring? Instead, with this purpose inside of us, we can give all we have to the world. Yes. And instead of constantly searching, we're constantly giving instead. Wow. Purpose is so simple, but so powerful you yeah. i was sitting here like tears like i had got you know how you get the little app on your throat <laughs> like i've never interviewed no one that almost brought me to tears and just your passion behind it and your just authentic and genuineness behind what you're what you're teaching people i'm blown away i feel very honored to even be sitting with someone that has found their purpose and that is taking the time to help others find their purpose. I want to ask you, were there any limited beliefs that stood in your way when you were on this journey to finding your purpose? Oh, yes. Hey, when let me tell you something, Sadie. When you live in a cage and people bring you food and there's no enemy in the cage, like you think a certain way. Mm -hmm. Like you can be very soft in a cage. You don't have to be tough. You don't have to be resilient. You don't have to have faith. You don't have to have courage. You mm. can just sit on a branch and like, oh, at three o'clock, someone's going to bring me some food mm -hmm. and no one in here is going to hurt me. Yes. When I left that cage, I felt completely exposed and all of my limiting beliefs were like just exploded. <laughs> like, like, wow, just the limiting beliefs. Probably the, the single greatest limiting belief was that I have to fix my life before I can live my life. That is the single strongest limiting belief that I had, that I had to fix myself before I could be myself. That I have to, that I have to make my problem go away before I can bring my purpose to the world. Mm. That right there um, was a prison of thinking that I had. Personally, for me, my biggest problem, my lifelong problem, was anything that I could hang on the end of a fork. My, little, my lifelong nemesis was Little Debbie Oatmeal Cream Pies. And all of her minions, like it was my lifelong nemesis. 
And so from childhood, even going back to the days of like, of like um, recess and like everyone's lined up, two people are captains. I'm sitting there thinking in my head, well, I'm the husky kid, so I'm not going to get chosen until there's no choice. Well, that became the way I looked at my whole life mm -hmm. all the way through. If I walked into a room, I wasn't thinking, oh, how can I help these humans? I was thinking, what do these people think about how I look? Mm. So my biggest limiting belief was that I have to fix my problem before I can live my best bold life. That was my biggest limiting belief. And overcoming that has, it's been absolutely liberating. Yeah. Overcoming that way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And a yeah. lot of people still think like that. A lot of people, you know, don't start businesses or don't go to school to educate themselves. Don't start podcasts or don't finish something because they feel like, well, I'm at this obstacle in my life and things are going like this. Who am I to help yeah. someone? Who am I to inspire someone? So that is vital. And I always say we have to stop searching outside of ourselves for validation because when we do that, we give our power away to authentically be us. Yeah. Sound like you gained your power back. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> and But I held, I held my power, as you said, I held it hostage, not, it wasn't held hostage by my problem. It was held hostage by how I looked at my problem. Come on, yes. Me yeah. thinking, I can't be who I'm called to be until I lose weight. That thought right there, not only did it cause me to not live my best bold life, it caused me to just keep gaining weight. Mm. Because I measured my life by the size of my clothes. Instead of measuring my life by the size of my gift. Yes. I let my problem define me. I, I let it decide who I was. And so it, trapped in the prison of that thought, the thinking is... I can't be who I am meant to be until I lose weight. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> I can't be who I am meant to be until I lose weight. What I found is that's the perfect way to gain weight. Mm -hmm. I was living in a prison of how I looked at my life and I was surrounded by Little Debbie oatmeal cream pies and mashed potatoes and potato chips. Mm. And imagine being in a prison surrounded by junk food and you think, okay, as soon as I'm skinny, I get out of here. In that moment, that little 30 second moment of inspiration is followed by the rest of the 13 hours of the day desperation of how do I not eat all this food mm -hmm. when I feel like nothing but a, a guilty pile of garbage mm -hmm. because outside of this prison door is the man I'm supposed to be. And the guilt of how I looked at my life, how, did, how, how could I not eat the food that was comforting me from the great desperation of my life? The great desperation of my life was not, I'm not skinny. Mm. The great desperation of my life is I wasn't free. Yes. I wasn't meant, I wasn't born to be skinny. Exactly. I was born to be free. Come on. I was born to be free. So the, here's the deal. When the way I looked at my life, I was basically living my life as if the goal of it was to fit in skinny jeans. Like, think about that. Can you imagine when I was a baby, if relatives came to see me for the first time? Could you imagine if a, if an aunt or an uncle said, oh, look at little Mark, isn't he precious? I sure hope he grows up and becomes skinny. Mm. Like nobody would ever look at a human being's life and say that. No. As if somehow this, the genes that you fit in will define the legacy of your life. Like no one at a funeral ever says, well, Billy Bob was a great man. He wore a size 42 and that was pretty good like nobody cares 
Exactly. And hold, I held my life hostage by that. And the reality was that I probably was going to, I was really limiting my life by what I was doing with food, but food wasn't the problem. It was how I was looking at myself, how I was looking at my problem. It as long as I was in that prison thinking until I lose weight, I can't get out. Yes. The, the change of thinking I had, and I have a whole video course on this that I'll give to you and your audience, a video course I made on this whole process. It was called, it's, it's about freedom is what it is. I realized that prison door is not locked mm. and I can walk right out of it. And, and I walked out of it and the course I did shows people how to walk out of that prison of thought. When I walked out of it, guess what? I lost weight. Wow. But it wasn't because I was trying to lose weight. It was because I was free. Yes. We no human beings are not capable of fixing our problem in order to be free. Mm. But we can have freedom that gives us power over our problem. And so I lost a lot of weight. At one point I weighed 380. I think today I probably weigh a very um a very skinny 309. <laughs> yes. That's great though. And it's funny to say, to sit here and be able to just boldly say what I weigh, because most of my life, matter of fact, my whole life, I was so afraid of any topic that had anything to do with the size of my body or weight or anything along those lines. And now I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm, I see my purpose. I see my giftings. I see the impact I can have in this world. When I meet people, I, I, I see them. I, I wonder how I can help them. Before the old me, when I met people, I thought, what do they think about how I look? Hmm. I don't think that anymore. That's prison thinking. Yes. Like, no one cares. And if they do, that's their problem. <laughs> how can I help you? <laughs> yes. The impact it, that you have on their life is going to mean more Nobody's going to sit and wonder, oh, the guy that impacted my life was heavy set, or the woman that impacted, <laughs> nobody's going to think that. <laughs> the person that let me out of prison, you know, it's kind of a bummer. They didn't, they weren't wearing skinny jeans. Yeah. No, I wanted someone in skinny jeans to open my prison door. Like, seriously? Nobody's going to think that. <laughs> no one's going to think that. Nobody is. You stated we can have freedom that gives us the power over our problems. Yeah. That right there spoke volumes to me because sometimes when we in the midst of our problems, as again, we feel like we're in prison and we don't see a way out. So you're telling me that freedom in my mind is my way out of this prison mm. that I've been living in for so long in my mm. own mind. Yep. Yeah. Our mind makes the prison door. Wow. And in our mind, we can open the prison door. Yes. With shifting the mindset. Shifting I tell you the that, mindset. I, I, I made a video one time um, with a friend of mine. I, I used a, a little um, police station in, in near, our, near our city. Me and a buddy of mine, we made a video about kind of my story and what it felt like. And he in in the jail cell, he was pretending to be the devil. Mm -hmm. He was my cellmate. He was the devil. And so my thinking was, OK, I have to get skinny to get out of here. Mm -hmm. And so he was saying, oh, yeah, Mark, just try these diet books. They'll do it. Here's this diet book. Here's this diet book. Here's this diet book. And that sounds like the answer. Yeah. Once I, if I just read this diet book and then I'll get skinny and then I get out of here. Well, why are there 20,000 diet books that don't every, work every year coming out? <laughs> We're telling people read the diet book, get skinny, and then you're free. Doesn't happen. And then in the, in the video, he says, he says to me, just buy a Bowflex. If you spend a bunch of money on this exercise equipment, <laughs> like that's going to change you. That will do it. Yeah. And then my favorite part of the video we do, though, is when he gets me so frustrated because I'm so mad that he's given so many solutions and I know that none of them will work. 
and I'm so mad. And then he says, hey, calm down. Remember, this is my cellmate. He's, yeah. he's pretending to be the devil. He's like, calm down, relax. And he hands me an oatmeal cream pie. And he says, well, well we can talk about this tomorrow. We'll talk about this mm -hmm. on Monday. Just relax. This will make you feel better. Yeah. And um, I, I just, in my mind, I imagine I told him, I said, this is, this is what communion in hell must be, must look like mm -hmm. when the thing that put you in prison is what comforts you in the prison as well. But you're so right. It's, it's our mind that puts oh, us in the wow. prison, but thank goodness it is our thinking that can get us out of the prison. Yes. A, a smaller size jeans did not get me out of the prison. Your mindset transformation did. Yes. What does yes. mindset transformation mean to you? It is like, it is like, let's imagine you're living life with a, a pair of glasses that are very foggy and all cracked up. A mindset transformation is when someone gives you a new pair of glasses that gives you vision, not just for who you really are, but vision like into your future. I, I would, you know, I use a lot of metaphors, the Love prison, it. the prison cell I was living in, I, I would, uh, we haven't talked about this yet, but what took us into the prison cell was our attempt to save ourselves. That prison cell became a prison cell, but it, it wasn't initially. It began as this safe bush to hide behind. When something went wrong in my life or something bad happened to me, my human instinct was, I got to save myself. This is bad. I got to make sure this never happens again. I got to make sure that everything works out okay. And, and I go to this, I, I leave my path of purpose and I go behind this beautiful bush mm -hmm. that says, come over here, Mark, you're going to be safe. No one will see you. No one will know what happened. And it's like you live behind this bush. And on one hand, you're like, oh, I'm safe over here. Yeah. But if you can imagine looking at life through a bush, you have no clarity. Mm. If you look at life through a thick bush, you only see bits and pieces of reality. And, the, and it's also true that when you're behind a bush, people only see bits and pieces of us. Mm. That's why our relationships get so, so jacked up is like, it, it's hard to hug someone through a bush. It's hard for me to be fully engaged with people when I'm living behind a bush. Mm -hmm. So to me, mindset transformation is when you go from living behind a bush to not living behind a bush. The immediate clarity, the immediate change in perspective is life transforming. And I'll give a perfect example of how this worked for me. When I was behind the bush, there again, no clarity. My daily thinking was this, I must lose weight. I need to lose weight, which is a useless thought. <laughs> it yeah. sounds right. It sounds helpful. When I came out from behind the bush, I stopped hiding. When I came out of the bush, my clarity immediately changed. And here's the thought I began to have. Why did I gain the weight? Mm. Answering that question transformed my life. I began to see my life clearly. When I was behind the bush, all I did is judge myself and be frustrated with myself. When I came out of the bush and I was like, why, why did I gain this weight? Going back to the prison cell, the devil, the cellmate, he was like, oh, don't ask that question. That's a waste of your time. Just read the diet book. Don't ask the question why you gained the weight. Of course, that was the exact question. I should begin to ask myself because that un that uncovered uh, revelations that uncovered a, a brand new mindset I could have in life. Mm -hmm. And I realized, wait a second, I've been living my life, most of it, thinking I have to lose weight before I can be what I'm meant to be in this world. That's preposterous. Mm hmm. Because you know what I realized when I came out of the bush of hiding? Everyone is overweight. I'm pointing at my head. Mm -hmm. There's hundreds of ways of being overweight. Being overweight physically is just one of them. Yes. It's just one of them. And I realized, wait, I, my life doesn't have to be defined by what I look like in the mirror. Mm -hmm. 
And so when iGame came out of the bush and I got a changed mindset, it changed everything. It changed every relationship. It changed all of my dealings. I, I used to be afraid of going to the gym because it was too embarrassing. Yes. Now I go all the time because it's too much of an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I pass up the opportunity? But right. listen, the opportunity is not losing weight. Here's the opportunity facing my weakness. Mm-hmm. When I face my weakness, I uncover the gold mine of my gifting. Yes. Notice I didn't say fix your weakness, face one's weakness. Face I think. Gift. I think that very principle right there is probably the shortcut to human fruitfulness and human success is to face one's own weakness. Yes, absolutely. Because if we don't face it, we either hide it or we compensate for it. Mm-hmm. And the good news is it's not the fixing of it. It's just the honest, bold facing of it. So every day, many days a week, at least four, sometimes six, I'll go to the gym at some point. But I never go there thinking I have to lose weight. Mm. Never. I go there joyfully. I'm like, I'm facing my weakness. This is where I get my best content. Yes, (laughs) this is this is where I get wisdom. This is where I become strong as a person, Mm. not strong physically. I don't go to the gym to get bigger biceps. I go to the gym to get bigger vision. I go there to get stronger in spirit. I I go there to get stronger in my thinking. And so going to the gym used to be a place of embarrassment. Now it's a place of power. Yes, that that when I heard you talking, and by the way, I'm a metaphor type person. Most of my listeners are. So thank you for breaking it down. It gives us a visual. And you said our attempt to save ourselves is what took us into this place of prison, limited beliefs in the first place. Yes. That's what took us there. And when you were talking about clarity, I just was seeing, cause I'm visual, all this fog and I'm trying to find my way in this fog. And once I put on these lens, now I have this clarity. There's no more fog on this path. And because you went into that place of clarity, you were able to create a solution for your problem, it was no longer why me. It was how can I get to the root of this issue? What caused me to eat the way that I was eating to gain this weight? Have you heard a song called Bag Lady by Erica Badu? I have not. So when I was younger, I thought the song was about different kind of bags that she wanted to carry. Uh. But as I got older, I realized the song was about different situations that we still carry in with us Mm. and guess what it was weighing us down yeah so again weight ain't always a physical thing because although i might be a little heavier than someone does not mean that i'm heavier mentally than someone so that that was good when i came out of the bush because I, I, my whole life, I just looked around like everyone else is normal and I'm overweight. And that is the, all the only, the only thing that matters. Mm. When I came out from behind that bush, I looked around and I was like, hey, look at that skinny guy in the bush. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look at that. Look at that person with the perfect body in the bush. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, there are so many ways of being overweight. Yes. <laughs> there, there are people that have all kinds of addictions. Mm-hmm. It's just a different way of being overweight. Yes. And really, one's not better than the other. One's not. They appear different. But what it does to the human spirit is the same. Exactly. My wife was talking to someone at a doctor's office that she sat next to. And my wife is uh, very open with people and friendly. And uh, she just said to the lady, she said, those shoes you have are very nice. Well, this lady says, thank you. I buy them at this boutique and they're a really, really high end pair of shoes. And the lady went on to say, she said, I have a different pair for every day of the school year. Mm-hmm. And she said, we're, we're building a new house and we have to build an extra special large closet for my shoes. And I thought to myself, she does with shoes what I used to do with food. Wow. 
It's the same thing. It's, it's the same exact thing. When yes, humans absolutely. are overweight, whether it's whether it's some kind of drug or shopping or gaming addiction, mm -hmm. um, food stuff, sleeping, isolating, anything a human does to save oneself. Yes. From the burden of our life, it, it's really all the same. It is. It absolutely is. When did you realize that your mindset was hindering you? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think that when I left the my cage of comfort, um, I had no choice but to see. Our, our comfort is basically a giant distraction. Mm. It numbs us of the pain of our life. And as long as we are... Is, for instance, as long as someone is watching Netflix eight or 10 hours a day and just going episode to episode, you can distract yourself from thinking about the things you need to think about, approaching the things you need to think about. Well, when I left my eagle's cage, all my comfort was gone. Nobody was feeding me anymore. No one was stopping to say, oh, look, mommy, an eagle. There was no more security. There was no more comfort. And I had to be faced with me and I had no choice. I, I had no choice. My comfort was gone. This is why I almost wish for people that they would lose their comfort because mm. they might just find their calling. But that was for me. I was basically forced to see myself because I left all my comfort and distractions and security that I had built for myself. And so I was left with, I was an eagle out there in the wild and nobody was coming to feed me. And no one's going to protect me and I have to mm -hmm. figure some stuff out. And so I was faced with the reality of me and I had no choice but to get help. No choice. Wow, that is so good. Losing your comfort will cause you to find your calling. I believe any place you stay that's too comfortable, you're no longer growing. Yeah. That's what I believe. I believe in that uncomfortability is where you grow. Because if you didn't get uncomfortable, Mark, you wouldn't be who you are today. Yep. Why do you think would... mindset is so important when you face obstacles in life? Mm. We all have problems. We all do. If we, if we look at them, if we, here's human instinct. I'm not supposed to have this problem. Well, as soon as we think that way, there's no solution to a problem you're not supposed to have. Mm -hmm. There's no solution to a problem you're not supposed to have. It's also then embarrassing to get help. I'm not supposed to have this problem, so I can't ask for help. Problems are actually the greatest opportunity of our life. Problems are the trail of breadcrumbs mm. to our purpose. Problems are the, the pathway to us finding what we're made for and being what we're made to be in this world. But if I think problems are not supposed to happen for me, mm -hmm. well, that's like living your, your life with holding your breath. Like, I hope nothing goes wrong today and you're holding your breath. As long as nothing goes wrong today, I'll be fine. Well, <laughs> we have no chance. Relate that to parenting. Imagine if someone thinks, you know what? My kid is gonna be awesome as long as they have no problems. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> Setting them up for failure. Yes. And ourselves, the stress mm -hmm. on ourselves. If, mm -hmm. if I'm trying to raise a kid that has no problems, then I, I am the pressure I have as a parent to try to raise them to not have problems is impossible. So mindset is um, mindsets, everything. Yes, it is. It's, it's the, like you said, problems are the pathway. Mindset is the foundation in order to look at it that way. I had a guest on that spoke about failure and he said, failure is merely feedback. That's really good. That's all that it is, is feedback because those problems that come up in our life, I believe that if we learn the lesson that that problem was intended to teach us, when we face another problem, we'll be able to maneuver through that with a more positive outlook. Mm. Three strategies that you use to achieve the success that I'm seeing right now? Um, continually living by the thought that I don't have to fix my problem before living my best bold life. I simply face my problem 
because it teaches me how to live my best bold life. Mm. Facing my problem teaches me how to live my best bold life. My old way of thinking, which was, I have to lose weight. There's no motivation in that. None. When I go to the gym, it is not with the motivation of losing weight. It's with the motivation of understanding that when I face my problem, I'm finding the gold mine of my life. So why would I stop searching for the gold of my life? <laughs> if, if, if I put you in a cave and someone said, hey, this is just a cave and there's nothing but bad things in here. Well, all you want to do is get out of it. But if I told you, hey, this cave right here is a gold mine. Yeah, there's 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 spiders and bats and it gets dark and damp, and but it's a gold mine. What are you going to do? You're going to pick up your tools and you're going to start hunting for gold. Mm -hmm. Well, when I face my problem, uh, it's it's me in a gold mine. And so that's that one mindset causes me, for instance, to to go to the gym. My, the gym used to remind me of my failure, so I wouldn't go. Now it gives me my, my best content. It gives me wisdom. It empowers me. It doesn't embarrass me for the, in the slightest. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I was, listen, I belong in the fight. Yes. I belong in the fight. And if I have problems, it's because I'm a human. Mm -hmm. It's not because I'm a loser. I don't, if I have problems, it's not because I've, I've done the wrong thing with my life. I have problems because that's what the human experience is. But problems are absolutely advantages. So face your problem. Your problem is meant to teach you something. Know that you belong in the fight. Always know that this is an advantage I can learn from once I shift my mindset. Make yeah. sure to always gain clarity Always never go into a situation with this foggy mindset, thinking that anything good is going to come out. And when you go into something feeling defeated, you get defeated results. See, if yeah. you wouldn't have sat with yourself and you wouldn't have asked yourself, what caused me to eat this way? Would I even be talking to this Mark right now? Or would you yeah. still be in prison? Yeah, I'd still be in prison. So shifting your mindset to this, to get to this place of clarity helps you create a solution to get yourself out of this mind set of why me, why me, why me, poor me, this victim mentality that a lot of individuals have, and they don't know how to get themselves out of that. Mark is a mentor that can help you take steps, baby steps, if you need to, to get out of that situation. Say someone is listening to this and they feel like they're at this standstill in their life due to their limited beliefs and they don't know how to press forward. What would you tell them to encourage them to press forward? I would tell them, don't listen to the lie that says you have to fix your life before you come out of the prison. You can't do it. You're not supposed to be able to do it. Mm. And the good news is that prison door is open. The way to get out of it is taking a humble step of no longer hiding yourself. Find a human being that you trust to go to and say, here's the real me. Mm. Uh, and so in doing that, it won't take long for you to realize that facing your weakness is the shortcut to your success. Mm. Not fixing it, facing it. Facing your weakness is the shortcut to your success. Yeah. Wow. That that's that's deep because a lot because, of times we like to run and hide, like you stated with yes. the bush. We feel like the only thing we can do with our problem is hide it. That's the best thing we can do. Mm. Well, that's like living in a gold mine that you feel like it's a cave and you try to hide it from the world. Mm. Like, why are you gonna hide your gold mine? exactly get your pick and your shovel let's go like mm -hmm. dig out the gold exactly the gold's meant to be a blessing to the world yes and it will be beautiful if individuals could get to this that place of of getting there soul food with sadie is all about edifying the soul through our messages i believe that i'm here to plant seeds with individuals and i believe that every interview that i do is 
watering that seed so that individuals can begin to live and become the best versions of themselves. What is one seed that you would like to leave the listeners, something that will inspire them to become the best versions of themselves? Yeah, I would just say to anyone that it doesn't matter what has gone wrong in your life. Every one of us, our story is the same. We've all done things that have caused problems. And we've also had things happen to us that have been problems. Mm. It doesn't matter what's gone wrong. The, the problems and the things that have been, that have come in the package of an adversary, it can become fuel for the fire of your calling. It doesn't matter what's happened. You have a purpose. You can know your purpose and you can be set free from anything mm. that holds you back from living it out boldly. Wow. In the beginning of this, when you were telling a story about the boy at Chick-fil-A, you stated that people that have problems in life have, have an advantage. Yes. And I really love that because I believe that too. I believe that what you go through it only builds a staircase to your success if you allow it to. Yeah. I People who have problems absolutely have an advantage. I know a lot of people that haven't had any problems. And because of that, they kind of are stuck in a life where their only goal is to not have any problems happen. Mm. And that becomes the life of holding one's breath instead of proclaiming their light to the world. Yes. yes. So yes, having problems is absolutely an advantage. But the lie that we believe is I have this problem. It's embarrassing. I shouldn't have this problem. It's wrong that I have this problem. I mean, no one can know I have this problem. The moment we're like, you know what? It doesn't matter that I have this problem. Mm -hmm. Yes, this happened. I'm going to be honest about it. I'm not going to hide it though. Yes. Because realizing that if I hide my problem i'm also hiding my gift and because i must not hide my gift i must not hide my problem yes wow vulnerability brene brown yes. talked about vulnerability it is our superpower if we yes. allow it to be yes, yes absolutely that's a really big part of the purpose mastermind that we do with people vulnerability yes wow absolutely Someone is listening to this and they like, Mark really helped me today, but I want a closer and more in-depth relationship with Mark. How can they connect with you to be able to dive deep into finding their purpose? I would say this, um, one, a couple free things I want to give to your people. One is we have a podcast called The Purpose Mastermind. Um, also our website, purposemastermind.com. It's not the, it's just purposemastermind.com. And then I would love to give to your people a course I made. This is probably, this course represents the story of my life and several people who have found freedom. And I put together this course that's full of pictures. If you like metaphors, it's full of pictures and drawings that help people over a 10 day process find freedom. And mm -hmm. I want to give it to your people. There's no strings attached. There's no sales pitch. There's nothing. It's just free. And if they want that course on change, all they need to do is text the word change to this number, 918-401-9608. Once again, just text this number, 918-401-9608. Just text the word change and any of your listeners are going to get that course. This course is maybe the most important course, uh, video course I've made. Um, if, if your people, your friends, your listeners, if they have people in their life that are struggling with a mindset problem, maybe it's addictions, habits, or just a mindset, I welcome anyone to pass that course into anyone because the goal of that course is to help people find freedom. Yes. And and I'm happy to give to people for free. Thank you so much for that. I will be putting that in the show notes. All of Mark's information will be in the show notes. Mark, I just want to take the time to tell you thank you for finding your purpose and thank you for sharing it with the world. Thank you for taking the time to get out of that prison and to help others become free in their mind. 
Yes. Thank you so much for being a guest on Soul Food with Sadie. It was an honor to have you. And it was a blessing to be on this. I love your story and what you're doing. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wasn't that episode so good? Mark Delaney came and gave us the keys to unlock ourselves from this prison. My takeaway from today's show was nothing about you is broken. You can live your purpose right now. Wow, all this time we went through life trying to fix ourselves when really nothing about us was broken. And we can activate and walk in our purpose right now, right where we're at. Another takeaway was freedom gives you power over your problems. It frees you from the prison in your mind. When you are free in your mind, you have peace, you have prosperity, and you are creating a space that you can work and become the very best version of yourself. Facing your weakness is the shortcut to your success. A lot of times we like to hide, like Mark stated, behind a bush and never be vulnerable. But it's in that vulnerability, it's in that place when you come from behind that bush that you're able to see the strategy to become successful in your life. Thank you, thank you, thank you all for tuning in to Soul Food with Sadie. If you are interested in becoming a guest, please email me at coach at sadiemayevans.com, coach at sadiemayevans.com. As always, take the seeds that are for you and leave the rest for others. Always make sure your cup is so full of goodness that you spill onto others. Thank you again for tuning in to Soul Food with Sadie. I am thankful for health in my body, peace in my mind, ears to hear and eyes to see. I am thankful for hands to write, legs and feet to stand, and wisdom to understand the gems that were given unto me today. I am thankful that I can create a strategy that I can implement into my life. I am thankful I am divinely created for such a time as this. I will be thankful for the small things because the small things are only preparing me for the bigger things that are coming into my life.